0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the North. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu.
1: Shorty! I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much F-I-S-H-I-I-N Fishin' Fishin' FISHING. I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out. Sitting in my 14-footer, catching some trout. The fishes all tremble at the thought of me. When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan country. How was opening weekend?
0: We'll find out throughout the week, and we'll hear from Carl Adams of Timberline Sports about that today. But up first... We got to put the spotlight on one more area before we're done, and that is the Alexandria Lakes area. Chris Upoff of the Glenwood Area Fisheries Office joins us next. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area, teeming with
2: walleye, pike, musky, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfast. Visit Bemidji one step further.
3: Hi, this is Toby cavalli of Leisure Outdoor Adventures.
2: Welcome
3: to Fishing Palponty Country.
0: Well, opening weekend has come and gone, but we still have one area to put the spotlight on as we get ready for the 2022 fishing season, and that is the Alexandria Lakes area. Chris Uphoff, a fishery specialist out of the Glenwood Area Fisheries Office, joining me today. And, Chris, thanks for joining us, first of all. Yeah, you bet, Kev. You're a good person to talk to, uh, obviously working in the area for a while, but also um, growing up not that far away and fishing a lot of these waters growing up. Let's just kind of get an overview of Alec. Now, I'm fairly familiar with the Brainerd Lakes area, very familiar with, obviously, Bemidji, Grand Rapids, Park Rapids, Walker areas. Uh, Alec... Uh, is also in one of those areas that just has a ton of lakes to choose from.
2: We really do. There's uh, a ton of water around the Alec area. We're, we're really fortunate to have just about as many opportunities uh, to choose from as you want.
0: You know, you, you go to certain areas, you know, Red Lake, Winnie, Leech, uh, Mille Lacs, you know, the big, big, uh, really, really popular lakes that uh, have so many types of fish. Alec doesn't really have one of those humongous waters, but you have several really big waters, and, uh, you know, several that people like to try out. What are some of the real popular lakes in your area?
2: Yeah, some of those bigger lakes. Uh, Miltona is one of them, uh, just north of Alexandria. Uh, just down from there is Ida. Both uh, real good fisheries, clear water, uh, lots of opportunity for for everything out there, walleye, bass pike, muskies of Miltona. Uh, just to the east of town, there's Lake Osakis, another real big body of water. Real productive, great walleye fishing, great pan fishing. Uh, and then south of town, uh, there's a, heading towards Glenwood, there's a number of good-sized lakes, too, that are real popular, lots of resort destinations. Lake Mary, Lake Andrew, uh, Reno, and Minnewaska all great fisheries, uh, good bass fishing, good pan fish, good walleyes.
0: I was looking at some of these lakes. There's so many of all the species we like. Um, let's talk a little bit about walleyes. I mean, what is the go-to walleye waters of the Alec Glenwood area?
2: Yeah, those, those ones I mentioned are really the the go-tos right now. The walleye populations are looking really good in Mary and Andrew, uh, Mosekus as well, and uh, Miltona and, and Minowask are both seeing some year classes coming through. That should provide some real good angling this uh, year for some eater-sized fish.
0: Have you had any uh, issues with walleye populations in any of your lakes lately?
2: Yeah, you know. Uh, the last decade or so since uh, zebra mussels have invaded, has definitely uh, changed these waters. They're a lot clearer than they ever used to be. Mm-hmm. We're still seeing some good year classes, of uh, walleyes coming through. Uh, there was a, a period right after zebra mussels invaded where we maybe didn't see as good a survival as, as we had, but we still have some some great walleye fisheries there. They're definitely not going to go anywhere. They're definitely going to fish a little different than they used to with that water being being that much clearer. Fish might go deeper or in the vegetation to get out of that sunlight.
0: One of the things that, that I've seen over the last decade or so is just a, a, an increasing uh, popularity of bass fishing. Uh, I know, uh, you know people for 20, 30, 40 years that have been uh, hardcore bass anglers, but I think the uh, advent of high school fishing and college fishing and social media, the ability to you know watch videos and tournaments and things like that, has really made it much more popular um, in in the area I live. Have you seen that in your area as well?
2: Yeah, we have, uh, and I mean the opportunities here as well, especially right around the town of Alexandria with the, the chain of lakes that wraps around the city. Uh, great bass fishing, lots of tournaments, like you mentioned, uh, and then and then south of town at Lake Minnewaska. A really, really good bass fishery. you got numbers and you got the potential for size in both largemouth and smallmouth. That's kind of the case in a lot of our, our clearer lakes. The chain has a few smallmouth bass as well. And then Miltona and Ida to the north both have a great fisheries with a chance for both largemouth well, and smallmouth bass.
0: The thing about bass fishing, if you want to be a bass angler, you got a gazillion more choices than pretty much anything else because they're in pretty much every lake. I mean, if you find a 35-acre you know, mud puddle, there's probably bass in it.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we mentioned those larger lakes in the area that are real popular, but like you said, you could throw a dart at the map, and, and just about any lake in the area is going to be good bass fishery. So if you're looking to, to get away on some of those smaller fisheries as well, there's lots of opportunities.
0: You know, we were talking about Lobster Lake. Uh, the lake is one of the lake of the weeks, but uh, that brings up the, the topic of muskie. Uh, how popular is muskie fishing there, and how many opportunities are there in the Alec area?
2: Yep, so we have uh, three musky water bodies uh in the area that we manage and those are lobster like we mentioned and then miltona and oscar and uh we mentioned that lobster really does have a good fishery a little bit higher density musky population Uh, we still got those chances 50 plus inch fish but miltona is definitely the the big musky water body in the area it's uh, considered one of the premier musky destinations in the state great chance of, of catching and seeing fish over 50 inches ton of structure lots of opportunity Oscar Lake is is a good one. It's got a little bit lower density, smaller lake. Uh, The access is a little bit smaller. It can get crowded at times, but uh, definitely another great opportunity for muskies.
0: Is there any species that are kind of specific or more populous in your area that that it's kind of an area favorite that the rest of us in Minnesota might go, really?
2: You know, not that I can think of. (laughs)
0: Okay. As I was talking to somebody the other day, and he was telling me how everybody, uh, there was a particular lake that they were all about the uh, the bullheads, and I was going, really? <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> have a, a fair number of
2: bullheads, especially yellow bullheads with the uh, increase in water clarity and vegetation. They actually are a really good eating fish. Um, if you can find them and are willing to, to try them. There's a, a number of lakes with some really nice yellow bullheads in them.
0: Thinking back, uh, Chris, as, as, a, as a guy who's, you know, uh, fished those waters a lot in your life, uh, going back to your youth even, what's changed the most over there?
2: It's uh, definitely that water clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, the development and stuff, as we always been around on the lakes, um, but that water clarity has drastically increased with, with zebra mussels, and that, uh, that really changes how to fish these
0: systems if you're into walleyes in a very clear water lake uh, and we found this out you know in, in particular the cast chain most recently in our area a fishery that was already early morning late evening is earlier morning and later evening than ever before still the same amount of fish, still as productive as ever but boy just having to change your mindset and and where you are at what time of year and what time of day
2: absolutely yeah if you're uh, willing to, to get out late in the evening or overnight we do have some really good walleye fisheries that can really turn on in those uh dark hours they uh that clear water and they might be a little deeper or in the vegetation during the day but at night they they come out and may come up shallow and they keep biting <laughs>
0: Later on in the show, we'll put the spotlight back on the Alexandria area, but we're going to swing it over towards Black Duck and Red Lake and check in with Carl Adams from Timberline Sports. We'll find out how the opener went up that way next. This is Dick Beardsley, and you're
2: listening to Fish in Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Tackle.
0: If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, we're checking in with Carl Adams from Timberline Sports up in Black Duck uh, recapping the opener. Uh, Carl, I think uh, it was even you who told me you thought it was going to be a pretty good opener on red. And again, I think it was also you said, of course, a lot of it will depend on the wind. And we certainly had wind. So how was it uh, for opening weekend? Well, the
3: bite ended up being really good, um, okay. which, you know, is expected when there's a late ice ice out on, uh, on Red Lake. Mm-hmm. It seems like those fish are concentrated in the river. The problem was it was really tough to get out on the lake yeah. in the morning. Some guys ran out there. Um, otherwise, the, the the river itself got really pounded. That's where a lot of the, the boats ended up doing. They were shore fishermen, but they were all catching fish. The fishing was really good. Um, as expected, with all that extra current in the river, it held a lot of fish. Uh, even if they had finished spawning, they were still still in holding in there with bait, getting pushed around and and feeding. So people caught a lot of fish.
0: I'm assuming no surprises with what, I mean, I'm sure it was a jig and a minnow bite. It was. It was a jig and a minnow bite, and it was, uh,
3: you know, I, I, it's an above average bite, too. People caught a lot of fish and did well. And, you know, I had people early in the morning coming back uh, that were just shore fishermen saying, oh, we ran out of bait already, uh, caught a fish every cast, uh, you know, that really good bite that, that Red can sometimes be known for.
0: Well, it's good to see because I know it was a, it was a slow year for red last year and, the, and even the ice bite because just the weather conditions and the ice conditions made that uh, not a great year too. So was, I think it's great to see the soft water season get off to a good start.
3: That is very true. And, and hopefully the wind lays down pretty soon because hey, it would make life a lot easier on any of the big lakes. Uh, it just made things a little tougher when the wind blew as hard as it did all
2: day.
0: Yeah, I was supposed to talk with Chuck over on Leech Lake, and he said that was not going to be doable because he's out on the water. Usually he can do both, but not on a day like this. So, yeah, they're still, uh, still getting pounded out there even on Monday. But we need, the, yeah, we need the wind to settle down a little bit. Yep. So that was Red Lake, uh, and, and again, not unexpected. We also, worth noting, have a, have a four-fish limit on Red Lake this year too, so people could keep an extra fish on opening weekend.
3: Yeah, and the and the slot actually is down a little bit, or, you know, is lifted up a little bit, too. They made it, uh, uh, opened up a little bit where you can keep a few more fish. So it's a 1 over 24 fish limit. It really doesn't get, uh, that's probably about as nice a limit as we've had on red in a lot of years. Population is still really healthy up there, and, and they're doing a really good job managing uh, the lake, making sure we don't get overpopulated. So they're letting people keep a few more fish, and... and uh, and it should be a really fun summer up there.
0: So for those who want to give it a try but are a little bit wind leery, uh, is there a preferable wind? Is there a, a wind that doesn't affect it as much?
3: Well, it's a, most of the accesses are on the east shoreline. There are some private accesses along the south shore, too. So sometimes in the south wind, you can just go out of the south side. It is the opposite of most big lakes. Um, you know, you go to Leech or you go to Winnie. And generally, your, be- your fishing is the best where it's windy, uh, you know, where the wind's blowing into. So if it gets really rough, it makes it really tough. Red is the best wherever it's the calmest. It seems like that uh, it- the water there doesn't get churned up because you're fishing so shallow. So the fishing is always better when it's calmer. And and if we get an east wind, you know, those the public access uh, and the Tamarack River is on the east side. Um, fishing will be excellent, and you don't have to go out very far and And it'll feel calm no matter where you are. If there's a west wind, and no matter where you are, you know that west wind has a long ways to go across, and it'll be fairly rough and and it can uh, and that can slow fishing down and making make it a little tougher to control your boat.
0: Well, I know everybody was really worried about the shiners situation. How'd that end up for you?
3: Well, for me, it ended up okay. Uh, there wasn't a lot of guys catching them. Uh, I actually never ran out the whole time. We were able to to get some shiners in all the time. I, I hope that's the way it's going to go. Uh, again we're close to red lake where all of ours have came from um and we have a good relationship with the guy who's trapping up there and was able to keep uh, to keep some some shiners in stock so i think it'll keep up i think once you make it through this weekend everything should be starting to heat up and, and it should get a little easier for everybody um as there's not quite as much traffic and and we'll have time to build up and hopefully we'll everybody will have lots of baits for this weekend.
0: And I'm assuming that everybody who could get their hands on them was using shiners on Red Lake and probably any lake this weekend.
3: You know, they're natural to uh, to all of our big waters for sure. Yeah. They seem to be the most sought-after minnow and the most productive. Uh, they When fishing is slow, you're for sure going to catch more if you have a shiner. There are a few lakes like Blacktick that it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, fathead usually works as well out there. And when we actually had a pretty good bite on, on Blacktick, uh, wasn't as crazy as some years, but we had a good bite on Black Deck and and most of those guys were just using fatheads.
0: I was just gonna ask about that. I thought maybe there'd be a, even more than usual simply because of the wind on red. Did did that seem to be the case? And then maybe a little bit. Okay. Uh, but
3: the river bite bite was so good on red that cool. a lot of guys stayed there. Um and Black Deck, you know, the axis on the west side was really getting pounded into too. Mm. I mean that west wind uh, was pretty was pretty brutal. And I think that you know it's kept a few people just off off of going out on any lake, uh, just because of how nasty. Or maybe they went to some of the small lakes and fished some panfish. Um, but but all in all, Blackick ended up having a, a decent bite. It seemed like the warm water had got moved. A lot of times, uh, it's really concentrated where north of the Continental we'll Divide, and the the water all flows in on the south side. And usually, our south side warms up where most lakes. The north side warms up faster. Usually, our south side does because of the the warm warm water all flowing in down there. And this year, it seemed like that strong south wind we had had for days before had pushed a lot of that warm water all over the lake. So the fish weren't as concentrated as normal, but they were all over the lake and let people spread out a little bit and and catch some walleyes out there too.
0: I thought just because of the lateness of the spring that if the walleye bite was a little slow, there might be people ready to go after some panfish since they hadn't been able to do that prior to the opener. But with the way the walleyes are biting, I'm, I'm guessing the panfish were largely ignored this weekend.
3: I, I think they were. I, I do think we, we always have a few guys who would rather target panfish. Uh, but we're on the real early side of that, too. You know, the lakes haven't been open for very long. Right. Um, so we're, that stuff's just starting. We'll see a lot more uh, in the next week or so where guys decide they want to target them. And, you know, those guys that are catching a, a limit of walleyes on, on red or on black hook or on any lake, you know, the next thing. They'll be able to go catch some other species. And, and we had a few guys targeting some perch after they got their walleyes, but crappies and bluegills will start being sought after a lot just as, a, as another species they can go catch.
0: Did you happen to hear anything from up in Lake of the Woods? You know, they had a... The river is plump
3: full of... You know, has current has this plump full of water, and it's made it a little tougher, so we had less people than normal um, heading up there, you know, less reports. I did talk to some guys who made it out on the lake early in the morning. It was a little calmer. had phenomenal fishing. fishing was really good, and even some guys that found places in the river that didn't have as much current or uh, you know there were some areas where people were able to find and catch fish. I think fishing will be excellent again. The current uh is creating a little bit of a problem in the where sometimes if the wind's blowing hard, you can stay in the river. The wind was blowing hard, and there's too much current in the river, so it's it's made things a little tougher up there. We'll need some nice days, uh, and for that, you know, the the current to slow down, which I think will happen as long as we don't keep getting a whole bunch of rain. And, and I think we'll end up with uh, good fishing up there again.
0: Well, uh, we'll take advantage. I mean, I I think we're not going to complain too much about too much water at this point after last summer. But uh, yeah, you just can't we can't find that perfect groove right now
3: no it's 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 crazy i didn't think we could be uh high after uh after as dry as we were and lakes you couldn't even get your boat into last fall and all of a sudden now all of our lakes are at some of the highest levels they've ever been at we got a lot of a lot of water around but that's made the accesses on a lot of the lakes where you can actually get into and and uh i i think fishing it, it looks like it's shaping up i i think things will catch up really fast uh now that the that the lakes have started to warm up. I heard good reports, you know, on the other big lakes. uh, Leech and Winnie were catching, people were catching fish on them. And uh, I think that's, uh, you know, all the big lakes actually had a really good bite. And the small lakes, they usually start warming up good. I think there was people catching fish on on all the lakes around Bemidji, Irvin and Plantagenet, and it was a good opener.
0: Yeah, it it sounds like it really was. And and I would presume, Carl, as we... You know, people who might be able to get out there this week, I mean, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to be shallow, you're going to be jigging minnow, and, and it's probably going to be that way for the next few weeks at least. Yeah, and
3: the forecast doesn't look like it's going to warm up as fast as it looked like it did last week. I'm glad we had that uh, week of warm weather to get things kind of rolling, but now it looks like it's uh, cooling down a little bit. That might just extend this jig bite. Uh, you know, they didn't have time to warm the water up too much uh, way early and uh, i think we might just have an extended shallow water
0: jig bite that might last uh, well into june all right well uh you know what i i wouldn't mind that <laughs> i, li- I like i like jig as it's fishing open water i'm happy <laughs> yeah I, I think you are you speak for many many people in that regard that's for sure well for those who are heading up red lake way or or uh, fish and black duck or what have you what are your hours well we open every morning at 5:30 um and then we close
3: at uh, ten ten. Uh, during the week, early in the week, and then eleven on the on the Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays. Um, so we we have long hours, so guys can uh, if they're heading up there early or late, they can still swing in. We got all our all the equipment that they'll they'll need. We're well stocked and uh, all excited for the open water season.
0: Okay, and and like you noted, you've so far been able to keep up with the demand on uh, on shiners, and hopefully that'll continue to be the case.
3: That's exactly right.
0: All right, Carl, I'm going to warn you right now. Next time we talk, I'm going to put you in the in the hopper. You're going to have to do the, the fast five. Are you ready to do the fast five next time?
3: I think I probably could.
0: Okay, plan on it. Carl, thank you for taking the time today. Sounds perfect. Thanks, Kevin. We'll put the spotlight back on the Alexandria area fishing scene next with Chris Uphoff of the Glenwood Area Fisheries Office. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. The spotlight is on the Alexandria Area Lakes today. Kiss up off of the Glenwood Area Fisheries Office, my guest and Chris. Well, besides, you know, zebra mussels and AIS, which is, you know, getting to be a statewide concern, obviously, and not getting to, is a statewide concern. Anything else in your area that you guys are watching closely right now?
2: Uh, we do have a number of new regulations in the area. Uh, with the quality sunfish initiative. Uh the Angler-driven effort to to really try to increase uh, size quality of bluegills in a lot of fisheries around the state. You know, anglers just uh, weren't necessarily happy with the declining average size of, of sunfish. Uh, so we, as popular as pan fishing is in the area, we implemented quite a few um, new regulations that reduced the, the bag limit from 20 sunfish down to either 10 or 5 in the area.
0: Yeah, we've we've done that up here as well, and we we definitely had a few that were actually special regs prior to um, the initiative, and had seen some real success over the years. But it does take a little while for that uh, that stuff to kick in. But it it, it appears that the five fish limit uh, can be very very helpful.
2: Yeah, it, uh, it definitely will take time. You know, these are all new regs just uh, taking effect last year and this year. Uh, and one thing we have down here is that these sunfish do really grow fast, and we still see some nice fish in these systems, just not the numbers that anglers want. So with reducing these, these limits over the next few years, that uh, we're excited to see the, the possibility that uh, may come in the near future here.
0: Thinking specifically about walleye angling as we get ready for the opener, um, are there certain lakes that tend to be really popular in the spring because they kick in a little quicker and then, other, then you move off to a different lake maybe as the weather warms up?
2: Yep, our, uh, definitely are shallower lakes, especially with the, the late ice out coming this year. Uh, our shallow, dirtier water lakes. Um, Osaka and Mary are two great examples. Uh, a little bit dirtier water, they may warm up quicker, especially if you're going to try and fish that shallow water. Reno's another one, uh, shallower lake, great early season bite. Uh, there's another one just uh, northwest of Alec, a little ways off the interstate, uh, Pelican Lake up by Ashby, uh, another real shallow lake, great walleye fishery, tends to heat up uh, as efficient, that is, uh, earlier in the year. Uh,
0: one of the um, challenges of doing this show, when I, when I do, for, for instance, a lake of the week that's a smaller lake that... Uh, uh, people think is theirs and they're kind of their favorite. I get in a little trouble sometimes when I reveal them. So at the risk of us getting in a little trouble, I'm not looking for, you know, that uh, that little 30-acre lake that uh, if you overrun it, it's going to destroy the population. Nobody has to give up that kind of secret, including you. But <laughs> thinking about all the lakes you have in there in that area, is there a good productive lake that surprises you that it just doesn't get more, uh, more fishing pressure on it?
2: Uh, there's a, a number of smaller lakes in the area. Uh, Matoka may be one of them. Uh, it's kind of unique in the area. It's It does see quite a bit of water-related recreation scheme loading in that, and a little bit of fishing pressure, but it is uh, real close to Alexandria. But one of the, the gems of Lake Matoka is... Uh, the trophy walleye potential out there. You know, If you're going to go in the area and, and try and target fish over 30 inches, that uh, Latoka would be your bet. And a uh, plate of walleye that's got uh, some real nice bass and, and black crappies in it as well.
0: I love those multi-species lakes, especially ones that have crappies and or bluegills you know some some decent northerns, bass, walleye. I mean, if you're if you're smart, and you know what you're doing. You get on that lake, and uh, if you're willing to be diverse, you can catch fish all day. It might be different fish throughout different parts of the day, but you can be busy.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, Oscar, we talked about on muskies, and that's uh, that's another one of those that that offers just about everything. It's got decent walleyes, uh, panfish. Like I said, you can target target different fish throughout the day, and have opportunity to catch just about anything.
0: Um, do you, uh, is there any uh, interesting um, initiatives planned for your area down the pike? Uh, we're more so just uh,
2: looking to evaluate the the new quality sunfish initiative, and uh, you know we don't have a, a ton of regulations in the area, and that uh, kind of increase or definitely increase that and uh, we'll be evaluating those over the next few years and excited to see what it brings
0: when that does uh, when you guys were talking about that like like throughout the rest of the state did you get any feedback positive or negative from anybody on that
2: yeah we uh we didn't exactly know what to expect at first but it uh it was overwhelmingly positive um there wasn't as much support for for five fish limits in the area so we, we don't have as many of those but the, uh, the support for 10-fish bag was, was overwhelming.
0: One of the things I've always uh, been impressed with with, with Minnesota anglers uh, is just uh, the fact that those that are really into it, that know what's going on, they, they tend to be uh, very proactive and willing to be proactive. Uh, they know what's going on. They have, you know, made, and release kind of their own initiative more than a lot of states have. And uh, I just am really impressed with the, uh, the savvy that uh, most Minnesota anglers have when it comes to protecting the fishery.
2: Yeah, you know, catch and release has, has really become popular. Um, and I think it's, it's fairly important, especially for, for some of these smaller fisheries or, or for those bigger fish that uh, are a lot older and take a long time to replace.
0: All right, uh, you put on your, uh, your teaching hat. You're a teacher right now, and uh, the, the Alexandria Lakes area is your student. What grade are you giving it?
2: Ah, wow, we got to give it an A plus. All right, <laughs> the opportunities, and uh, you know, it's uh, really we really are lucky to to live in this part of the state. Uh, you uh, <laughs> anything you want to fish, you can find it.
0: Yeah, that's that that's absolutely true. Um, you know, this is, we're going to air this obviously in the spring, but uh, let's talk just a little bit about. Uh, you know, because we know it's going to come back as it's snowing as I'm doing this interview with you right now. Uh, let's talk ice fishing. Uh, I, I got to assume you got plenty of good ice fishing opportunities in that area too.
2: Yeah, we got a, a ton of ice fishing opportunities. You know, we uh, we the ice really does set up well. There's uh, a lot of access, especially on these these larger lakes that uh, are maintained or plowed by by resorts and that uh great walleye fishing especially during that early ice period and then uh, the rest of the winter the the panfish opportunities kind of just keep going
0: this past winter uh, did you have the same issues the rest of us in minnesota did as far as getting out on the lakes
2: yeah especially in the, the northern part of our area up around uh, alexandria we had uh, a ton of snow on the ice and if, if you couldn't get out on a plowed road you you weren't getting around in a vehicle
0: well, that uh, that could mean There's a lot more fish waiting to be caught this uh, spring and summer. You bet, <laughs> Chris. Anything else you want to share with us before we wrap it up?
2: Oh, uh, there's a uh, another uh, opportunity in the area. Um, some trout fishing. That's uh, oh yeah, fairly recent. Uh, the Viking Sportsman started stocking Spruce Creek. It's uh, so especially in the, the Spruce Hill County Park, and be uh, just east of Miltona. It's a uh, real strong small stream It's somewhat marginal uh, especially in the, the heat of the summer for trout but it does get stocked uh here in the spring both by the Viking sportsman and the, and the dnr with both brown and rainbow trout uh great opportunity inside spruce hill county park uh great shoreline access uh fairly good stretch of stream uh you can fish there if you if you do come out and target uh, trout there, just a reminder: if you are going to target them or, or plan on harvesting them, you do need a trout stamp as well.
0: Absolutely, you know what? And that is uh, that is a cool thing to fish because it's it's a lot different. Uh, just well. Uh, you know creek and and river fishing in general is a lot different than what we're used to in Minnesota by and large but trout fishing is a lot of fun and you know uh, it's it's a great hobby in the sense you know a lot of people make their own lures and there's just a lot of things that go into it that make it uh, a truly unique experience.
2: Yeah it is we have uh, so many lake fisheries in this area but uh, those stream fisheries are, are less common and especially trout fishery it uh, truly is unique and, and with that access there in the county park. I mean, you really can do anything. You can, uh, like you mentioned, fly fish with your own lures. You can uh, take the kids out and throw some bobbers in the stream. Uh, Cool opportunity.
0: All right. Thanks for bringing that one up. Uh, He is Chris Uphoff. He is a fishery specialist out of Glenwood Area Fisheries Office. We're talking Alec Glenwood Area Fishing uh, as we preview the upcoming season. Hey, Chris, it was great having you on the show. Thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, you bet. Thanks, Kev. We are now on the first full week of fishing season, so we'll get a lot of reports to you this week. We're going to hear from Chuck Hazzy of Leisure Outdoor Adventures and Bro Brosgal, among others. A lot of tournaments we'll be keeping you up on in the coming weeks as well. Fishing season is just underway, and things are about to get very busy. But that's it for this time around. Thanks to Chris Upoff and Carl Adams for joining me today. And thank you for taking time as well. We'll do it
1: all again tomorrow. Fishing ball country.